Life is just so different here. I was talking about wearing the mask way before like all of this happened. People were like, well, why would you do that? Other people are disgusting. So Asian countries, when, you know, they walk around with the mask all the time, it makes sense. Because why would they do it for different reasons, though? Their pollution? No, no, that's not the reason, actually. They wear the masks when they're feeling a little sick or whatever. So they do it not to spread it around. And it's like common courtesy. It's out of respect. And that's what I was saying. Like, other people are nasty. So, yeah, taking that responsibility. Let me wear a mask so I won't spread my germs to you. I'm not new to this. I've (laughs) been to China and the pollution is horrible. And so why Mm. wear something that will, you know, protect you, help you breathe a little bit easier. But to tell you, tell the truth, like... I haven't worn those masks until now. And it can be a little difficult because I've never had to (laughs) walk around with a mask on, but it's all good. To be honest, out here, it's a little bit like in Egypt, they're not taking this shit seriously at all. Really? They are, but they're not. Like, let me tell you, like my cousin, my cousin came from Europe before the shit like locked down Mm -hmm. because he at first, he went to chill with his friend, and it was like, all right, uh, let's just quarantine there, whatever. And then when he saw everything shutting down, he's like, okay, let me get to Egypt because it looks like it's getting serious. Yeah. So then he hit me up, and he was like, yo, me and my boy going to go quarantine on an island, which is in my city because we're by the sea and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is, I don't think you understand what quarantining is. <laughs> like, this is this is one percenter quarantine. Oh, we're just going to go to the island and quarantine, which is a good idea if you think about it, actually, in retrospect. <laughs> but, like, when he came back to land, he was like, because uh, it's my city, so I know a lot of people. We got a lot of mutual friends. It was like, yo, in Guna, uh, I'm going to go stay with the such and such, throw on a barbecue if you want to come through and whatever. I was busy. Like, even if I wanted to go, like, I was busy. I was like, no, nah, I can't. So let me catch you before you head over there. At least let me see you and whatnot. I was like, all right, let's meet at uh, the spot called Bulls. And he coming out confused. He was like, man, uh, everything closed. I'm like, bro, you're the only thing that is open right now. <laughs> like, you're the only one moving around like, like nothing is going on. <laughs> that, to me, is so ridiculous. And I've been saying the word covid like these people who do not believe like that they need to sit down somewhere like this is not okay like you are spreading this virus wherever you go and some people don't even know they have it so just sit yeah. down yeah it's not it's real annoying and it's uh i think it's 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 like when people like people need like i don't understand new york like new york you're seeing your city fall apart and you're still being assholes about it in egypt i get it because they ain't really seeing shit going on so they're like i i guess we're good like usually people don't take action till shit hits the fan you know what i mean and that's very stupid because like i go out grocery shopping and stuff and i just see like like a big group of kids just like 10, 15 people just chilling in a parking lot. I'm like, yo, like, this is not social distancing. Right. Like, this is not how it's supposed to be done. Although we got a curfew here, like 8 o'clock. Yeah. Nobody nobody outside the houses. 5 huh. o'clock, all the shops closed. 
and you only pharmacies and supermarkets are open and they only deliver in your area. Wow. We don't have a curfew here, but um, Yusuf, like we just jumped into this. I have to introduce us. Yusuf Mahmoud, mm. an artist, musician, a guitarist, a DJ, and a producer. And I am your host, Alexia Marche Plummer, the host plug of Amps Connected Podcast. Connectors, you know what to do. Sit back, relax, do what you do, whatever you do while listening to a podcast. And let's get connected. What's up, Yusuf? What's up? It's my pleasure being here, to be honest. Thank you. I really believe that artists all around the world should be connected. And I think right now is such a dope time because like we're all home, you know, in our element, getting to know ourselves. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm excited about this. Actually, I'm kind of co-hosting a show with my boy. He's a He's a poet uh, from uh, UAE, actually. He's he's yeah. from Sudan, and uh, like Sudan slash Libya. Yeah, shout your boy uh, out. What's his name? Uh, Jason Zane. What, how you spell it? I'm I'm gonna like uh, J J A Y S U S S U S, and then Zane is Z A I N. Say that again. You mean Z? You said Z. That's cute. <laughs> Oh, for real? I'm uh, my bad. <laughs> okay. Exactly. At the end of the day, this is a second language, so. Yeah. Okay. Yo, I am so excited. Like, okay, come on. Z. Z A R N. All right. Yeah. So I can catch him on um, IG, right? Yeah, he's probably live right now. To be honest. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to shout him out. But yeah. So Yusuf, where are you from? I'm from Egypt, Horgada. Okay. Egypt, Horgada. I think of pyramids. Like, do you see all of that? Well, not really. The, like, the pyramids and all the pharaoh, like, monuments and whatnot are, like, in Cairo, Lotsor, Aswan. Like, Lotsor, Aswan is where the temples are or whatever. Cairo, Giza is where, like, the pyramids are. Mm-hmm. And most of the Sphinx, like, the big stuff. Uh, where I'm from, Horgada is like the capital of the Red Sea. So yeah. it's more beaches and like club scene, more touristic. Okay. Like it's, yeah, it's kind of a LA-ish Miami vibe in a okay. bit, in, in a way, so you know. How far are you from the Sphinx? About like 500, 600 kilometers. So yeah. like a six six hour five hour drive. There you go. Almost almost an hour flight. Okay. So yeah. yo, like I need to get to Egypt, like mm. five hours away. Like I would even drive that. And then in Argata, you're right next to the Red Sea. Yeah, we're the capital of the Red Sea in Egypt. Like, yeah. Yeah. What's Easter like? Easter? Yeah. Easter is, uh, yeah. Easter, we have this thing called Fesikh. Like, that's the most known thing about Easter here. Like, that would be what we eat on Easter. 
usually it's a holiday uh over here like clubs and venues just take advantage of all these holidays just to throw a party yeah and just throw some decorations around that have like they they kind of fit the theme but like the party itself is not it's just a party it's just an excuse to throw a special yeah. party and get like a special dj or whatever yeah and but fisik is basically i don't know how to explain it it's like old fish you know when you like put fish and salt and like back in the day they used to like put uh, like I don't know. I don't know the technical term for it, but they like salt up the fish and bury it under the ground, and then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Get out whatever. Mm. The shit smells. Like if you thought fish smells bad, oh my god, <laughs> this this is horrible. I never liked that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the whole house be smelling like oh my, oh my god. Uh, I mean, yeah. Easter here, like we have like the big feast or whatever with the ham and the macaroni and cheese, mm. the fried fish. So I kind of like the smell of Easter here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, trust me, it's a whole different smell out here. Oh, and then don't put some collard greens on the stove. Mm. See, now I would enjoy that Easter morning. Yes, <laughs> yes, I got you. Come here for Easter, I got you. But right. um, you said, what was life like growing up? Well, in in Horgata, it was pretty chill. It's, mm -hmm. It was. It's a very it's actually a very like new city in a sense mm -hmm. like it didn't like it started building up in the 80s like in the 80s there was like two hotels and like and just the accommodation for the people that worked in the hotels and whatever now it's mm -hmm. a full-blown city like you got like the mamsha mamsha is like this big ass sidewalk that goes for kilometers and just hotels everywhere and like now it's now it's a big city it's very well known and it, it's okay so the recording stopped let's just keep going as long as it's going to continue you were talking about cali how do you know so much about cali uh a lot of friends i've been there a bunch of times when i was younger mm -hmm. and uh i've just been like my introduction to hip-hop was always west coast like, okay pop, like snoop is one of my favorite rappers if not my favorite rapper yeah so it's just and i've been there so i've been like you know what i mean and also like i had a neighbor out here somewhere he was from cali i always hanged out with him whatever so it was there was always a cali connection in a way hmm. you know what i mean yeah and it just it just fits like the lifestyle like my type of lifestyle with the weed and all that stuff Mm -hmm. the sea the music it's just like the parallel universe to me of egypt in a sense if that makes sense i got you i mean yeah. i even told you you definitely have that cali swag yeah people just just assume i'm from cali I'm like, oh, okay <laughs> i guess so who inspires you oh uh, a lot it depends in what field like it's okay it, it, it's a lot like in uh in rap you can categorize it into a bunch of stuff like kendrick lamar inspires me mm -hmm. just off like off him being one of the like an amazing rapper and all that stuff but just him shifting the culture and the sonics of music how he can take something that is very 
like when he did to pimp a butterfly it was super different super musical and all that stuff and people been doing it on an underground level but nobody did it like he did right you know what i mean and then when he did damn and he took a lot of the elements that we would call commercial like trap sounds and 808s like how he did humble and whatever and i like seeing people take something that is commercial and still making it their own and making it sound different yeah you know what i mean so it's like okay i'm listening to every record that i hear on the radio but mm -hmm. it sounds totally different from every record i hear on the radio in a mm -hmm. sense so that inspires me and because you always want to be different and unique so usually when people try to do that they try to go completely against the grain mm -hmm. he was able to go with the flow and still maintain the original element which is yeah. very hard to do so that's that that opened my mind into be like okay we can still follow the trend and still be our own person like we can still cater to a certain audience and still be you mm -hmm. so that's inspiring to me snoop dogg is very inspiring to me because he came out like snoop doesn't get his credit as a lyricist as much as he should but if you think about it like when snoop came out everybody was with the bars you had biggie you had nas you had jay you had you had you had just some crazy rappers like let me okay was. let me throw this out out there i am not your biggest hip-hop fan not to say i don't listen to okay. hip-hop, but like i know these people but to say i know bar for bar uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like fill in gaps, but I, I'm following you for right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like '90s and kind of early 2000s was very bar driven in a sense, because mm -hmm. it was still a, like because everybody kind of took the torch for a bit. New York started it, like it mm -hmm. started the whole hip hop thing. And then it kind of shifted to the West Coast, and then the South took a hold of it, and they hey. have not let go since. <laughs> like hey. since out, since Outcast and the, the, the Torch been in Atlanta, and it won't leave. <laughs> like, and yeah. I love it to be honest. You better represent it. for Louisiana too. I, <laughs> shout out Pico, <laughs> uh, but like, no, nah, but for real, because like I remember uh, like the Source Awards. Like mm -hmm. when, uh, remember the famous Suge Knight when he came out uh, and he was trash talking Diddy, like all up in the videos, all yeah, in the, yeah. there was a big ass uh, Southern moment in that awards too. When uh, Outkast came to claim the award as best new artist or best new group, something like that. Mm -hmm. And New York was just booing them. Because huh. to be honest, nobody showed the South that much respect in hip hop. Like, ah, oh, y'all some country boys, y'all some this, y'all some that. Right? And just Andre, Andre came out and he was like, yo, the South got something to say. And yeah. after that, the whole game changed. <laughs> like, we still got yeah. something to say. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I think y'all have like, y'all have the longest run in hip hop so far, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. Like, because think since Outkast, like, let's say early 2000s and Nelly came out on all this and now it's Migos and Future. And That's even baby, yeah, and even if it's not these artists, and it's someone like a Drake or a Kendrick Lamar or a J. Cole, mm -hmm. well, J. Cole is from the south, so let's not, yeah, but like a Drake or a Kendrick, they still have to follow the southern blueprint 
to fit yeah. in because they put that trap sound is so south. You can't take that away from the south. And now everybody is on that bandwagon because that's the sound right now. Just like when New York, it was boom bap. Just like when it was G-Funk when it came to the West Coast and it was like that Bay Area sound, like that DJ Mustard sound. Mm-hmm. Now, trap, trap, trap. And you can hear the elements everywhere. Like you would listen to country music and you'd still hear, you'd hear 808s and like, like the trap hi-hats and whatever. It just took over everything. Yo, I was just telling my cousin the other day, the way country music is sounding now. It don't sound like it used to. Cause yeah. <laughs> there's a song called My Truck. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm a country singer now. <laughs> if this is how it's gonna be, I yeah. guess I'm- Yeah, because it's like, no more twang town, pickup truck. It's not that anymore. Like we got like yeah. bop in it, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere, pop everywhere. It's hip hop, hip hop been running culture. That's why I'm saying, that's why I'm a big yeah. fan of Snoop. Because Snoop, uh, to me, was that shift. Mm. Like, hip-hop was always a Black thing. But when Snoop came out, like, don't get me wrong, it, it happened before Snoop, but Snoop, like, made it explode. Yeah. White people was listening to hip-hop. All them little kids, all them little white mm-hmm. suburban kids, whatever, trying to be gangster and whatnot. Right. That was because of Snoop, Yeah. in a sense. And then so, Wayne came. Yeah, Wayne took over. Oh, Wayne. Mm-hmm. But that's see, that's the South had a that one of their biggest runs because of that movement. Mm-hmm. Because New Yorkers always had like a certain type of ego, and they don't always mess with each other in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the West Coast are just too cool to do anything. But they they're still homies. They still do their thing. But the South made it uh made it like we gotta work together. You yeah. always see Wayne with T.I., with uh, with uh, with Rick Cross, with DJ Khaled, with uh, T-Pain. Like, you just see them. Like, they would have songs where all of them are on it, and they're right. mega stars. But they won't put, like, uh, I'm, they don't have that, I'm a star now, so I ain't doing nothing unless it's mm-hmm. no. It's like, yo, let's work. Let's get into music. No egos. And they just kept producing so much hits that at the end of the day, as a single artist, you're not going to be able to beat a team, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't a group under a name, but they just, like, yo, I'm in the studio, I got a song, T-Pain would just hop on it, this guy mm-hmm. will hop on it, this, 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 this. Out there, it just takes, like, they, they're too involved with the details, whatever. I, your people talk to my people, you're this, you're that. Oh, we need to, they overthink shit. Mm-hmm. And that's how the South took over, teamwork, yeah. basically. As corny as it sounds, but no, I I believe in teamwork. That's like part of my mission at Amps Connected. Like, let's connect. Mm. Not, I mean, you're in Egypt. I know somebody, you know, in New York who may need some beats. Um, yo, I know somebody. So, you know, like exactly it's teamwork. Um, what about Nipsey? Oh man, that that one really hurt. That one yeah. really, really hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nipsey, uh, Nipsey, Nipsey, like, I've, I've been listening to his mixtapes a long mm-hmm. time ago. I'll be lying if I say I was bumping it hard. Like, I, I love the mixtapes, don't get me wrong. But, you know, you, you, there are those albums or mixtapes or whatever that you listen to and you're like, yo, this shit is bomb, but you just yeah. never really go back to it as much as you should. 
Mm-hmm. Nipsey was one of those, but I was always more intrigued with his business approach. And, and more importantly than that, like when you hear his story of how many times he just got shut down, like he would build, 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 then he has to start from scratch. He did that like at least five times, him and his brother. And if one of them got caught up in some shit, the other one, it's like a relay race. Yeah. And they just, they it's never got frustrated. Yeah, they never got frustrated. And to be honest, uh, my favorite my favorite project for him is uh, the Marathon Continues. Mm-hmm. And that shit got me through my last year in Dubai. Because yeah. the last year in Dubai was rough. A lot of ups and downs. And that album was just motivation. Yeah. Like, uh, two, three albums I was rocking for that whole year. That 2008 year, that like, the amount of good albums was ridiculous, but the three ones I always went back to was definitely him. That's number one on the replay value. Uh, till this day, actually. Uh, J-Rock's album, Redemption. I love that album. And uh, Pusha T's album, uh, Daytona. Mm-hmm. But Nipsey's one, like uh, J-Rock's one was just motivation in the sense of like, yo, let's go get it, whatever. It hypes you up. It's kind of like your hype man. Uh, Pusha T is just Pusha T is one of my favorite rappers just off of like the dude has been rapping about nothing but drugs for his mm-hmm. entire career about drug dealing right and it's amazing to me how he can still be rapping about one topic and it's still interesting every album it's like a comedian com- going up there on a tour his entire career saying the same joke and you're still gonna laugh at it. Yeah. That's the equivalent of it to me. It's like, it's that crazy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but Nipsey's, Nipsey's was motivation. Cause every time you, like, you feel like you're down and this and that, then you just, you got the, the prototype. It was like, yo, I've been there. I started again. I started again. I started again. And he would say it in your interviews. He was like, yo, I'm nothing special. I just didn't give up. Basically, I just kept pushing the shit till it worked. Yes. And you're like, I, I guess, like, <laughs> like by that point, I didn't really have an option, but because uh, at the end of the day, I was gonna still keep pushing. But mm-hmm. that downtime, instead of me being down for a while, he just cut that and like not even half, even more than that. So instead yeah. of me being down, I'm like, I, am I just gonna sit here and bitch about it, or are we just gonna work so we can make this process move faster? Right. And. Nipsey been a big impact in my life. And that one really, really hurt. And really hurt the way he got taken away from us. Mm. In his own neighborhood. In the neighborhood he's trying to build. And all that. That was that was really fucked up. Senseless. And, yeah, and, and like look, when you from like for not from I'm not from Cali, but like when you've been around that and you know about that lifestyle, you know at the end of the day gang shit it does it never makes sense mm-hmm. you know what i mean but it was fucked up like if it was a blood or something i'm not making it like not trying to find an excuse for it but to some people it would have made more sense it's beef it's you. hate it's mm-hmm. it's whatever it's fucked up but it is you can it wrap is. your you can wrap your head around it not really, but it will make yeah, it will make more sense than this dude. He wasn't even like just a crip because some crips beef with other crips, right? Like no, you was from the same set, and you just acted irrational, and it's like and like you know the dude, yeah, like you know dude, mm. and it's just it was just all kinds of fucked up. 
and in front of his store, it was like, come on, bro. Yeah. But I, I really believe, and it's really fucked up <clears throat> to say, but it's like, because I've seen the Nipsey growth, and he started, like, he really started getting on, like, he started getting his flowers, mm-hmm. like, a lot, actually. Like he uh, and whatever, and he was like easy. He was just starting, if you think about it. And in like his career, he just got nominated for a Grammy. He got this, I see. got it's that. Funny. So all the hustle he's been doing is starting to pay off. Mm-hmm. Now it was time to see, like your actual greatness, because he always had the greatness. It just wasn't out there. So I, I really felt like he was going to be like the Jay Z of the West mm-hmm. Coast or whatever. He was going there if he wasn't there already. He just didn't have the same time or accolades as Jay-Z. Right. And, uh, yeah, that one was like, but his death, I feel like his death unified people and shed a light on this thing. Like, basically, it cut his 10-year journey. Like, he could accomplish this in, let's say, five years, 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. But just because it was put to a stop, people were like, because it, the message was so positive. They were like, no, we can't let this flame just like poof be gone. We got to yeah. let it keep going. So it just pushed his whole, uh, my bad. I got a phone call. Okay. It just pushed, it just pushed his whole marathon mentality. All like everything he was pushing for just on like, like on fast forward. You know what I mean? Right. And it's 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 the good thing. It's like the 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 bright the bright side of all this shit. That his legacy, his what he was fighting for, mm-hmm. just got elevated. It didn't mm-hmm. just die with him. And I really like yeah. that. And I hope we still continue to do that, which I'm yeah. seeing people still do. So I really like that. What's your vision for yourself? Let's say the next. I know the world is like crazy right now, but yeah. say 2021. What's what's your vision? To be honest, uh, <clears throat> I'm really just going with the flow right now. Like I'm mm-hmm. just trying to produce as much content as I can, work as many art like talented artists that I really fuck with and mm-hmm. like like I really believe in. Because usually when I produce people or whatever, like I do it for free. And the reason yeah. why I do it for free is I I get more control that way. Not over the artist, but over like, oh, no, you're trash. I don't want to work with you. There's mm-hmm. no money. There's not going to be like, uh, I'm just going to shut up, take this money and go. I, I have full you. control over my music. So so if you trash, you trash. If if like you good, but I don't see you have a vision to it, I can be uh-huh. like, all right, cool, whatever. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to still sell some of these people beats, but I ain't going to sell them. You know what I mean? I'm going to sell them a whatever beat that I can just turn my back and just for the name of it. But like the people I mess with, it's mm-hmm. it's a whole process, and I wanna I wanna I wanna take their vision and like amplify it. So mm-hmm. right now, all I can do is work on content, and hopefully, all that content gets released, and from there we see what happens. You just put stuff out into the universe, and you just reap the fruits of your labor, basically. I mean, you already know I think you're dope because, like, uh, for recordings, appreciate <laughs> um, your little flips that you've been doing on IG snippets. You're James Brown, like <laughs> that. Is, that was so funny, but it's like so you. So, for the people who don't know you, describe your sound. 
Describe your swag. I say it's Cali's swag, but in mm. your own words, how would you describe your your sound? To be honest, I, it's, I've been like going through this a lot. I can't really pinpoint it right now because mm-hmm. right now I'm all over the place. Okay. Well, okay. What? But, like, I know what you mean. I know. I know <laughs> what you're trying to get at. But like, it's 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 hard because it's not like I'm a Pharrell or a Timberland where I made a certain sound that's my sound, mm-hmm. and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because as a musician, I've learned to be super versatile, just to get gigs. Like, you need to play jazz. You need to play reggae. You need to All play right. funk. Disco. Mm-hmm. This. 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 I'm classically trained, but I will sing pop, rock, ska, whatever you need me to do. You got to get that gig. You got to pay the yeah. bills. Like, so, and I learned that the hard way in music. So I was like, I'm not about to learn that the hard way in production. Yeah. So I made sure I can, like, wh- whoever comes through, I can at least do something that will grab their attention, even if it's not yeah. it. Like, may, like, play something to someone and make them look like, oh, okay, I see the potential. We can work together with a little bit more direction and more production. Mm -hmm. Like I'm actually, I don't know if I should be speaking about this, but like, cause it's very early and we like, we ain't really put the lines to it or nothing. But I just met a a poet in New York actually called Most Gen, actor, all that stuff, amazing poet. And, uh, so he's he's not a rapper, he's a poet. Mm-hmm. And he's been working on a poetry album and whatever. And he was like, yo, I, I met him through the J uh, ra- uh, fam radio thing. I was gonna say, Instagram. shout him out too. We'll tag him too. Yeah, oh no, Jay, Jay got his own segment in a bit because mm-hmm. we just released a single like a week ago. So I can't wait. He's he's gonna get his uh, he's gonna get his props. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. But like everybody gonna get their props. I'm gonna get into detail about certain artists. Mm-hmm. But like, but like, so basically it was uncharted territory because I'm not making a beat no more. I'm not trying to like, ooh, make something groovy, whatever. Now I'm trying to approach it as in like a, a movie, a film score in a mm-hmm. sense. So like you would be saying a poetry about something and I'm trying to follow that emotion. So now it's a whole different uh, approach that I've never done. I like the competition, but it's it's very uncharted territory for me. And thankfully, it's kind of working in my favor a little bit. Like I'm really getting lucky <laughs> with, with the process. Mm-hmm. But but that's basically what I'm trying to do. So I can't say like, oh, I'm a boom bap or a trap producer or a this sound or Cali vibes because I go from rock to boom bap to trap to R&B and soul, to trap soul, to doing film scoreish poetry. So there is no sound. It's all over the place. It's hard to pinpoint it. Until I come up with my sound, trust me, (laughs) you're going to know by then. I haven't found it yet. So I think that's fine. Because I think like as creators, we do pull from you know, all the people who influence us. And maybe one day that will be captured into our own sound. But I think like, yeah, as a creator, I think that's one of the highest accolades we can give to the creators out there. Like, to, I don't, I wouldn't say like mimic their style, but like, 
Having your own sound is very yeah. important. If it's, it's the biggest compliment. Yes, yes. It is. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, the, the reason why Timberland is a Timberland or a Pharrell or a Dre or even Teddy Riley. Mm. Teddy Riley was the, the smartest one to actually put a name to it mm-hmm. and call it New Jack Swing. Yeah. And now it's a whole genre that yeah. is accoladed to him because it was the sound and it got took over, but it was still his sound because he named it. He knew he knew how to do the business part of, of it, right? You know what I mean? But the Pharrell sound, the Timberland sound, we know what the sound is. Yeah. But we call it, oh, that's that Timbo. Oh, that's that Neptune oh, sound. I love Timberland. Like, yes. Timberland beat. Yeah. Oh, my God. Some They changed the whole game. Like nothing yeah. sounded like that, and people were confused. There, like even DJs were like, "Yo, how do I mix this sound into all this other sound?" It was mm-hmm. like very, but it's dope because it opens doors and you push the culture forward, and that's right. what we need to do. You keep mimicking, you, I, you're gonna get a quick check, whatever. But then what? Mm-hmm. Like, have you been watching those verses um, concert the beats? The beat, uh, the challenges. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite two are definitely the, the Neo, and I always forget his name, unfortunately. But it was a songwriter's challenge. I didn't watch that one. You should watch that one. That's crazy. Really? It was him. I, I'm, I really feel bad. I forgot the other dude's name. But they wrote some of the most classic. Like you, you would listen to Neo's set, and you're like, "Yo, Neo wrote that." Mm-hmm. Like I. Like one of the dumbest ones that I should have figured out because it does sound like Neo. He wrote the the Mario song. The baby, I just don't get it. Do you enjoy being hurt? Uh-huh. Yeah, Neo yeah. Wrote that. The makeup on your shirt. Yeah. Neo wrote that. He wrote Irreplaceable by Beyonce. He wrote a lot of stuff. The other dude, oh damn. Try try to pop his name up while I'm trying to remember it. Okay. In editing Hold on. I'm looking bad. I'm looking it up now. Let's see. But he wasn't as upfront as Neo. Like he was more of the writer. Um, one of my favorites, of course, was the Manny Fresh. Did you watch that one? Manny Fresh uh, against Scott Storch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, it wasn't one of my favorites because I felt bad because Scott. Like it was. It wasn't fair. Manny it Fresh won. Hey, look, look. Period. <laughs> <laughs> look, we want to talk. Okay, we want to talk. Look, to me, Manny Fresh one because because hey, yes. I loved I loved a lot of these beats. Yeah. But if we want to be realistic, Scott Storch, like all these songs, everybody around the world knows these songs. True. They're cl- like what Manny Fresh did is classic for our culture. Mm-hmm. What Scott Storch did is classic globally. Even if you don't listen to hip hop, you know these songs. Man, whatever. <laughs> Look, I ain't trying. I'm on your team. I'm just saying, like, if you go to Japan where someone doesn't even listen to hip hop, for example, or wherever, mm-hmm. and you just play that Dr. Dre, bing, 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 like, they're gonna yeah. know that. Yeah. They're they gonna know five Scott, Scott beats before they know one Manny Fresh beat. Whatever. Uh, I'm getting ready for <laughs> Teddy Riley and Babyface tonight. Oh, my so. God. It's tonight? <laughs> Yes. Oh my God! I can, oh, yes. I might, yes. I might end this interview just to go watch it. Right? <laughs> I mean, we got it's three o'clock here, so I think- no, no, no. I gotta prepare. Good night. Good night. <laughs> no, I'm 
<laughs> no, but like, uh, yeah, that. Oh my God, that's gonna be. Yeah. That's gonna be crazy. They they are the writers for like your grandma, your grandma's yeah. and hey, baby hey. showers and yeah. They Yo, Ted, yeah, baby. Oh my god, baby. No, these are two discographies that you can't you can't mess with. I Teddy mean, Riley created a whole genre. Like Michael Jackson remembered the time. The, yeah. Jam, Black Street, like Oh no! But it's oh my god! This this is about to be a problem. I <laughs> this know. Is gonna be a problem. <laughs> the Lil John T Pain one that was my favorite one. Oh, yeah, that one was fun. That one took me back but to college. I, I felt like I was in a strip club listening <laughs> to that battle. It was ridiculous the amount of hits they got, and they could have just kept going on. Uh-huh. Like they could have like they could have went for hours and yeah we would have known everything they played by heart <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> oh my god okay so i will give you a ticket to anywhere in the world and since we're talking about like all these artists i will give you yeah. a anywhere in the world and you can hang out with anybody you want to share your producer skills your guitar skills anybody in the world where would you go? Who would you go with and why? So uh, like an artist I would, or a producer or whatever that I'd like to collaborate with yeah. in whatever environment I want? Yeah. Well, if it's my choice, damn, that's a very, like, I already know where I'm going. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. keep it in Horgata because I want to shed light on my city and I want to show them my city. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's easy. We can go to the Bahamas. We can go to L.A., whatever. It would be cool to chop it up there, but it mm-hmm. adds a more intimate value. Like, yo, this is my hometown. Let me show you the food. Let me yeah. show. Let me introduce you to this whole culture. Yeah. And and also, in a way, it's a comfort zone. So mm-hmm. I'll be able to work more. You know what I mean? It'll be easier for me to work while I'm in, to show, to fully show my skills if I'm more comfortable. I got you. Which is kind of a buyout, to be honest, but that's not the main reason. But I mean, I'm trying to go to Ergata, so. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I'm coming, when this you Rona shit, Yes. When all this Rona shit is over. We got to we gotta get yes. it locked down. Yes. Uh, well, maybe lockdown is the, the bad word. It's, it's not the best choice of words. But yeah. It's all good. Uh, uh, who? Who? That's, that's, that's tricky. Because see, it it like I'd love to work with a producer just so I can get like I would love to work with a Pharrell or a Timberland. To be honest, more of a Pharrell, of course, Dr. Dre. But that's just producer, so I can learn to better my skills. Mm-hmm. But then there's the part where ooh, the artist aspect, where I can produce this artist and make a record with this artist, which is a whole different area. So this is a very tricky question. Because of course I'd love to produce, I'd love to produce a, a Marvin Gaye record. Mm-hmm. Like I would really want to do that. I want to yeah. produce James Brown. Yeah. Like if it was a choice and we're living in this fairyland world, yeah, James Brown, Marvin Gaye, Michael Jackson, or oh, definitely Michael Jackson. I don't even know how I'm gonna start that beat, but <laughs> I, I have no idea. I'm like, like I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, man, what the hell are you gonna do with Michael Jackson? But anyway, 
gonna figure it out. Like if he's here, I'm gonna have to make something happen. So, I mean, well, we're calling the Michael Jacksons, the call Michael Marvin James Marvin Burrell. James Brown. Come on, call him to you. I gotta, I gotta pick one. That's that's not fair. Okay, I'll give you three. Three. All right, I'm definitely Snoop Dogg. I uh, look if I uh, I'd want to okay Snoop Dogg, D'Angelo, mm -hmm. and dang Snoop Dogg, D'Angelo. I'm uh I'm gonna have to go with Pharrell. Okay, that was a very hard choice, but I'm gonna have to go with Pharrell. All right, the well, three in us in a studio would be ridiculous. I, can, I can't wait. Oh, well, neither can I, to be honest. <laughs> neither can I. <laughs> now I'm excited. Now I'm going to start making beats in that area just in case that ever you happens. You should. <laughs> Get yourself prepared. Yeah. No, but if D'Angelo and Pharrell is there, I'm going to just be sitting in the background just like watching. Like, ooh. Mm. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> just putting a little input. Like, maybe if the snare was. And just leave the fade back <laughs> into the... Like, oh. Uh, it's, it, that's a very tricky question because like i told you it's like i do a lot of sounds so i want to do r&b i want to do old school soul and funk i want to do hip-hop i want to do this i want to do that so it's 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 like an open buffet it's like an yeah. open buffet where they have everything they got mexican food asian food soul food <laughs> it's like what are you gonna pick like it don't make sense it'll be dope as soon as this as soon as the outside opens up we yeah. we're gonna call that we're gonna practice the law of attraction <laughs> and make that happen to be honest actually thinking about it now if i gotta pick one i'll i'll go d'angelo mm -hmm. like like if i gotta only work with one person and whatever and chop it up with it's definitely gonna be d'angelo coming to mm -hmm. think about it okay d'angelo yeah. how does it feel yeah mm. come on d'angelo <laughs> uh, the greatest to ever do it yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. If uh, I work with D'Angelo, oh my God. <laughs> now I'm excited. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's like my, good. Like, I, he's I like always... my favorite singer of all time. Like, oh, I love really? Michael Jackson. I grew up on Michael Jackson, don't get me wrong. Uh -huh. But D'Angelo, like, if I was a singer and I was able to sing, mm -hmm. the voice in my head is D'Angelo, basically. Okay. Look at because you. I can see you now. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not about to sing. <laughs> not about to do that. That's how everybody's gonna click off this video right now. Oh, like, whatever. oh you're, you're trying to sing. <laughs> nah, nah. That that I'm I'm I can see it. So mm. that's gonna happen. But yeah, speaking of like opening the outside, here, like we have the president telling people go out and <laughs> oh no 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 even though if people are still going out they have a very short window and all the coffee shops and all like the social hanging out spots are just closed mm -hmm. so like the restaurants and whatever they're open for delivery but like like if you want to go out and have a cup of coffee somewhere or whatever you're gonna have to do it in public you can't just like walk around like you can probably go into the restaurant and get it as a takeaway or whatever yeah but you can't you can't sit there i you said takeaway and i miss that so much because we don't <laughs> <take away. laughs> 
we say delivery. (laughs) (laughs) No, but there's a difference between takeaway and delivery. Like takeaway is when, when you're in the shop. And True. Or go, we say, you're right. Go. We say take out. We, instead yeah, of the way we say take out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so they pretty much got it under control. And to be honest, Africa hasn't had a lot of cases. Cairo, Cairo is a big city, so it must have most of the cases. Mm-hmm. But like out here, we had like one case. Uh, actually, think about it the first case of someone passing away from corona in africa i might be wrong but i'm pretty sure i read this a couple times was here in horgata actually wow (laughs) so people freaked out and yeah and when we shut down the airports my boy worked in a in a hotel he was telling he was like bro just buses everywhere just packing all the tourists i pack your shit out 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 everybody wow. out. everybody back to their country whatever they send everybody and then shut down the airport mm-hmm. so i like the initiative and luckily we weren't so late doing it because mm-hmm. also it's a lot of tourists it's a lot of this and if anything happens in a hotel or whatever they would like shut it down with everybody in it quarantine it for like a week or two till they make sure yeah. so they're really taking good precautions against this thing um, so when are they talking about opening the beaches again? Because here, I think today... Miami, Miami is open. <laughs> yeah. So when are, have they said anything about y'all's beaches? Mm, to be honest, I'm not the best guy to talk with about news because I'm always out the loop. But mm-hmm. nothing, uh, nothing, nothing is like been spoken of. Like it's, we're still in it, so... We're chilling till we figure it out. Because also, you got to remember, you're not going to hear this part in the news, but like, I'm pretty sure, like, look at New York. If New York wasn't prepared for that shit, we're technically a third world country. Mm-hmm. Not really prepared, like, for an outbreak. So we need yeah. to be able to control it because we can't control it if it blows up. Yeah. Like, my my boy, uh, my boy's father is a doctor. And in Horgada, but Horgada is also a pretty small city. So he's like, bro, we can't afford this to blow up because mm-hmm. we only have like 20 beds that can accept uh, COVID-19 situations. You know, with the like the, the machine and the breather and all that. Mm-hmm. We only got 20 beds. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure if it escalates, they're going to start transporting people to different hospitals where they're more prepared and travel and whatever but like mm-hmm. yeah we we'd rather take care of it like this than it blow up and then have to deal with that because that, that makes sense <laughs> that's how you're supposed to deal with it yeah stay the f- at home <laughs> <laughs> like it's simple it's very stupid it's that simple like oh my god and I think people don't just because they don't understand. They don't have the sense of responsibility because like if you're a young and you're like, I, I'll probably even if I catch it, I'm probably going to go through it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not about that. It's about what about like I live, I live with my moms right mm-hmm. out here. So mm-hmm. I have that responsibility because I'm, if I bring this shit back home, it's coming to her mm-hmm. and she's old. She ain't going to handle it like I'm going to handle it. And I ain't going to live with the fact that I gave her that shit. So I'm right. So I got to be extra responsible with my actions. Like, to be honest, if I was, if I was living alone, I would have probably 
been a little bit more reckless with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. But reckless in the sense of like having people over. Yeah. Not as much as me just going out and doing my thing. Because exactly. to be honest, I've been I've been quarantining before Corona. Like I I always stay at the house. I, mm -hmm. I don't like going out like that. Yeah. So yeah, the socializing was people coming to the house. So yeah. <laughs> I know people like you know, my age, young people who who just don't give a damn were on that too but i'm saying like i know people who were on a ventilator who were in a coma didn't know they were mm. on a ventilator and, oh, they were wow. young. and so it's like yeah we may get through this because we may be healthier we may not have like you know other pre-existing issues but this thing is still real and yes yeah. i do know people who are out and about doing their own thing and it's it's quite sad because they're not taking it seriously. And to be honest, if you're immune to it, I cool. Don't be selfish. You're still spreading mm -hmm. it around. Mm -hmm. Because uh, my friend, shout out to you, uh, Films. Uh, him and his wife, like they work with AJ Plus and they do all these documentaries and all that stuff. So he was telling me they were on a meeting. I can't remember with who, but she was like the head medical, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be giving away that information, but anyway. It's just it just to out. let you know. Just to let you know, it's not like a rumor thing. It came out of a medical professional. That's what they say. Yeah. Like the most dangerous people are people that have corona and don't show signs and don't know it. Yeah, because because if your immune system is so good that you you're not getting symptoms, so basically the corona is like stuck at your throat. Mm -hmm. it, it can't even infiltrate your system. So mm -hmm. now what happens is you don't need to cough. You don't need to sneeze. You don't need to touch anybody. You are letting the shit out by just talking. Mm -hmm. That's how dangerous it is. Like you ain't going to show no symptoms, whatever. You're going to talk. That person got it. You're never going to get blamed because they're like, no, you've been healthy all this time. But you're just being selfish right now. Very, very. And it's, it's at least like at least think of the elders, like respect mm -hmm. them at least. Mm -hmm. like, think of your neighbor think of someone yeah. who is outside of you yourself oh no you think about people in your family that you know like and because people barely care about anything so if you mm -hmm. compare it to strangers they're like so but if you're like yo what about your auntie what about your mom mm -hmm. what about your grandma what about all these people why you want to put them through something like this because you just feeling a little antsy and want to go out and want to hang out with your friends and you're feeling a little lonely <laughs> Like, no, right. it's bigger than that. Right. Like, and we need to check up on people that are actually quarantining. Yeah. Because a lot of these people, like, either if you suffer from mental illness or you, mm -hmm. like, depressed and whatever, this is not a good time for you. Yeah. And if you're, like, a recovering addict of anything, this is the worst time for them to relapse. So we need to be checking on them because, like, like when when you like if you're just like if you're an alcohol addict or alcoholic or whatever it's called like you're just sitting bored at the house with your thoughts and whatever bored in the house yes bored in the house bored in the house bored but like yeah you, <laughs> you you're more like he, he's gonna relapse not saying mm -hmm. he's gonna relapse but it's like they're more they're not really immune to more it. Likely, they're just sitting yeah. bored you're not socializing with friends that support your 
new lifestyle habits, whatever. Yeah. So you get depressed and you fall into that pit that you fell in the first time that got yeah. you into this shit. So we need to check on them and make sure everybody cool and everybody not really. Because once this shit is over, we're already going to be fucked financially. Mm-hmm. So at least let's have our shit together to mm-hmm. deal with it when we get out of it. Like, mm-hmm. out of, like you don't want to come out of the corona financially fucked up, mentally fucked up, and you got to, like, that's a lot of shit to take care of. It is. Yeah. It is. That's a word, Yusuf. So <laughs> before we get out of here, um, give another word to musicians out there who want to continue during this time and after, you know, to, to just be inspired by other people. What would be your advice to an upcoming musician? Upcoming musician? Or any, uh, any person out there, okay. really. Well, any upcoming musician, whatever, this is the time to, like, craft your skill. And, like, if you weren't good at something or you, this is, like, because we always got the excuse, like, oh, I just came back from work, or this, I got this. Well, you ain't got shit to do now. So craft, craft that skill. If you're a musician and you're feeling less inspired, well, all your musician friends are at the house right now. Reach out and collaborate. Inspire each other. Like, start team, like team working and doing workshops and thinking together and, like, I, yo, I'm going to send you this, you add a baseline to it or whatever, or this, like all that stuff. Try to be more productive with your time. To be honest, I would like, it's very easy to say because I'm in Egypt and I don't pay rent and like, it's a lot easier for me than others, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure if I was in Dubai, I wouldn't be in that same mind state <laughs> because I'd be like, yo, I can't pay shit right now. I yeah. barely could pay shit when I was, when there was no Corona. So mm-hmm. like, so I'm pretty sure a lot of people are stressed the fuck out, but at the same time, it's like, I right, think about it like this. You can't do shit about it. Right. Like it's not like you can go work or do anything. That rent situation is going to be there. So you can either sit and just stress about it, or you can just try to be productive till shit hits the fan. Like it's it's a weird way of looking at it. But like I, right, so I gotta pay my rent in the next twenty days. Mm-hmm. I can't do shit about it. So unless you have something you can figure out, then do that and work on that because life, <laughs> like you need to mm-hmm. take care of some shit. What if it's outside your hands? What's stressing about it gonna do? Whatever, just be productive. Try to do something. It's easier said than done, to be honest. But it's better than just shit hitting the fan and you got nothing to show nothing. for. You know, I yeah. saw I saw something that said, or it was a it was a meme, and it had like all this stuff on the outside, and it said um, things you cannot control, and then there was a circle in the middle that said things you can control, like creating, but things on the outside was like the world is shut down. You can't control that. Yeah. The things on that inside, things on on the inside of here, you can't control. Yeah. So I exactly. like that. Yeah, like you got you like sorry to cut you off, but like you have you you there's a lot of shit that's in your control, just like you said, like use that to your ability. Like mm-hmm. to be honest, I'm looking at it like this. Like if you ain't coming out of this thing with with either a new skill or just like having improved something you've wasted a, a great opportunity mm-hmm. this this basically the world just 
went on pause. Mm. It's like the time machine. Time, time just stopped. What do you do with your time? Mm-hmm. What did you do with this opportunity? Because this opportunity ain't never gonna come back. Like, yeah. look at it. It's not an opportunity. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a disaster. <laughs> but like, if you want to stay positive about it, it's an opportunity to do something with. It. Yeah. What did you do? This is the perfect time for you to get your shit together. You know what I mean? Um, I saw that too floating around. Like, if you haven't done this, this, and this, it's not. It wasn't that you didn't have time. You didn't have discipline. And at one point I agreed with it until like all of this like made me sit down and it was probably like the second week I was at home and I was like, wait, am I supposed to be creating? Am I supposed to be putting out all this content right now? And I was like, no, this is the time where, you know, the world is at a pause. It's a time where we're, it's a slower time. And I don't know if you really may understand what I'm about to say. Um, America is very fast. Like we are always working. And that's why like, I always like to live outside of America because things were a lot laid back. Like, yes, work was getting done, but definitely not at the rushed pace, you know, we experience here in America. And so I like this time, you know, to just slow down learn something about myself and even you were saying like you know a new skill if that new skill is learning more about you learning what you need to thrive in your particular area i think this is the time to do that this is a time to just be patient with yourself get to know yourself because and i just heard it as long as you are breathing you have something to give to the world and we need whatever it is that you have to offer. Exactly. Even entertainers, like entertainers have a big responsibility right now. And people might be taking it lightly. Like I see people complaining, like oh, all these DJ live videos. And yeah, it, it does get boring at a certain point. But for some people, the extra social people, whatever, mm-hmm. to them, that's like going out. To mm-hmm. them, that's that's taking them out of that little prison they're in. And... Of, of course, hats off to all the medical workers, all these yes. people, all these people still oh. working in the through the shit that still have to wake up and go to work. Like y'all, yeah. the real MVPs. Uh, but at the same time, entertainers have always been taken for granted. But right now, there ain't nothing to do but be entertained because mm-hmm. you sitting bored out of your mind. Yeah. And I have been having fun, like. No lie. It was probably like that first weekend. I partied Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and woke up late uh, <laughs> for work. And I haven't been working from home. But like, it's 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 been what I've been making of this time. Like, tomorrow yeah. I'm going to the Erica Badu concert again. And <laughs> <laughs> If you can't have fun, you know, what else can you do? Like, I'm not about to sit around and mope. I it's it's like I've personal concerts. Like mm-hmm. as someone as someone because you live in America. So and if you live in a like a big city in America, mm-hmm. you would have the chance to see a lot of concerts of a lot of your favorite artists. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't live in that big city, they probably gonna hit a city near you that you can just take a bus or the car mm-hmm. or whatever to go see. Them. I didn't have that opportunity. Like before mm-hmm. I went to Dubai, the only the only concert I've been to, like of a big celebrity or whatever, was Beyonce. Yeah. 
And like after that, like in Dubai, then in Dubai, I saw like Mason, whatever, in clubs. It wasn't like really a concert setting. Mm -hmm. But to me, like other people might be like, I, whatever. But to me, this is like having like, it's like a fucking festival. Yeah. It's like, oh, let me go to that stage. No, let me go to this stage. Let me go to this. And it feels so personal because also like an artist in his own bedroom, just looking at a phone is a whole different energy than him being on that big stage in front of all these people and whatever. So it's, it's a side of artists you're rarely going to get. Yeah. And and it's very interesting to see how certain art artists like go with that element. Like Mm T-Pain was when he was doing the, the little beat battle thing, him and Lil John. Yeah, they were acting like they were still in a festival in front of like a million people. Like they I had care. so much fun. <laughs> yeah, and then you see the artists that turn it into like a little acoustic type vibe. Like it's not not sonically, but like because they're in the room and whatever, so they're not as hype. They're not getting that crowd reaction, mm-hmm. but they're still giving you a more uh, what's the word? Like a more. Like personal intimate yeah. like and more intimate yeah thank you pj morton um his little at home concert oh it was it it was so i heard about it yeah it was so good yeah d nice on the dj he's been making he's been making noise everybody yeah. been like yo d not like he i think he's the dj like he's the main dj of this corona <laughs> yeah pandemic he he's been killing it he is Yusuf, mm. for the people who do not know you, uh, yes. where can they connect with you? Give out your IG, your Twitters, give out all your information. Well, they can follow me on uh, Instagram, uh, exclusive Yusuf underscore. No, sorry, my bad. Exclusive underscore Yusuf. So exclusive, E-X-C-L-U-S-I-V-E, just how it's spelled, underscore Yusuf, Y-O-S-S-I-F. And to be honest, that's about it. I don't really use Twitter. Facebook is like MySpace to me now. It's just like a big SIM card where I contact people, like older family members that are not keeping up with social media. So it's like, (laughs) this this is for that. Other than that, I don't really like I'm I'm not against social media, but I'm like, I really don't like social media. I don't like playing that game, but I have to. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of the social media. Like, I oh, go check out my post and hashtag this and hashtag that. Okay. No, I just yeah. want to do music. I ain't got time for all that. Like I'm trying <laughs> to learn that whole thing. But it's part of the game, so you gotta like you gotta play it, I guess. Yeah. And connectors, you know where to find me. And connected, that's A-M-P-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-E-D on IG, on Facebook. Um, go check out my website, www.ampsconnected.com and connect with other artists that I've connected with. Hold up, hold up. Sorry. Because I wanted to shout, it, uh, shout out a couple of people that I'm oh, working Oh, go ahead. Right Do now. your thing. Like the Jesus Zane. Jesus Zane that we talked about earlier. Jesus Zane is an amazing wordsmith, poet, rapper, just everything. Anything that has to do with words, he's amazing with. Okay. And uh, so I'm kind of co-hosting the Jesus Fam radio. So basically he goes live every day, 9 p.m. 
UAE time. Mm -hmm. And basically, he just gets guests on the show and trying to support local talent and let them show they like whatever, like they talent, whether they sing, play guitar, all that stuff. And okay. just, uh, and just, just, just kind of like what we're doing now, but a uh, smaller condensed version of that. Okay. That's and so live. Cool. Yeah. That's, That's how I met most Jen. And uh, this is how I met, met like at least two new people that I'm starting to work with right now. Mm -hmm. Like I just see them on the live. And I'm like, yo, they're dope though. Let me, let me go contact them and whatever. Yeah. So that's, that's super cool. And we have a single out called Rage of the Pen by Jesus Zane. You've seen it. You've yes. commented, you've liked it. I mean, uh, I like what I like, so I'm gonna share it <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, so keep a lookout on that. That's, uh, Rage of the Pen is on all streaming platforms. I produced it. He he wrote it and rapped it, performed it. Y'all gonna love this. I ain't gonna talk too much about it. Y'all just need to go and check it out. And if you ain't like it, come let me know. If you like it, also come let me know. Yeah. But uh, who else? Uh, I wanna shout out uh, Roya. Roya. She's a singer from uh, Saudi Arabia, R&B singer. Okay. She's got that wavy, that new wavy R&B, and she does a little bit of old school. Like, she's a super dope writer and singer, too, that I've been oh, working yeah. with. And uh, I'm going to send you all these names later because okay. it's kind of hard to approach them. Yeah. Uh, amazing singer. We're working on her EP right now. It's going to be like, a, I think, four songs or whatever. So keep a lookout on that. It's going to be a heavy EP. Y'all going to love that real real soulful stuff yeah. uh i'm also working with a super dope dude from dubai called bk rapper mm -hmm. just a lot of fun i always say this i don't think i ever said to this to his face so if he hears it here now he's gonna be surprised he's like what mm -hmm. i always to me in my head in a twisted way he, he's like that when the fresh prince was rapping Huh. Not not in the sense of he sounds like him or whatever, but just his energy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. fun. It's captivating. It's like when he wants to be fun, it's super fun. When he wants to be emotional, he, like he has a way of catching you in a sense of, a sense of innocence. This it's weird to explain. You just gotta go check him out. He's okay. dope with it. And also, my boy, this this is like my brother, uh, Stefan Lamar. I don't know if you met him in Dubai. I'm not sure if you... Stefan Lamar, he's actually from North Carolina, uh, mm -hmm. Fayetteville, North Carolina. He's, so he's like a Just like a country boy. Yeah, Fayetteville, North Carolina. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been hanging around. All, most of my dudes from the South, like okay. Pico, Kazak, Stefan, like, so it, it kind of rubbed off. They mm -hmm. kind of ruined my accent a little bit. Because <laughs> you, you really don't sound like you're not from the States. Yeah, like that, but you can't pinpoint where I'm from. No. Like a word would come out Southern, then New York, then like Cali. Then you're like, where's this dude from? And then, <laughs> and then you'll say, well, I don't know the English word for that. And it's like, wait, where are you from? You're from Egypt? Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm horrible with the words. I'm, <laughs> I'm mumble like, oh my God. Arabic and English, like it's not, it's not, it's not a language thing. It's a mindset thing. Oh, whatever. But, but like, yeah, Stefan Lamar is one of the dopest R&B singers I've met. He's real amazing talent. 
the dude is like uh, I don't know how to explain it. He's a guitar player, R and B singer. He's just mm. you, most of his gigs, he just goes up there with an acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. and that's more than enough. Hmm. He, he can captivate a whole room just doing that. Okay. And he he has his own tone. He has his own way of singing. He's very original. That's why I like him. Mm-hmm. Like it's like he's still like he sings covers, but it's still like he he's got his originals and all that. Don't get me wrong, but like mostly when he does does gigs and it's like uh, covers, mm-hmm. it's it's just a different interpretation. Although like it's the same melody, everything, but just his voice. It's like you're he- hearing the whole new record. It's crazy. Uh, he's one of the dopest, to be honest. And he's, he's an amazing writer, too. Like, I remember me and Roya were sitting for five hours trying to figure out the hook for a song, right? Mm-hmm. And I hit him up. I sent him the beat. I sent him, yo, like, yo, this is what we're trying to get. This is what we're trying to mean by the sentence, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I really believe he just opened that message for, like, five minutes and then got caught up in something. Mm-hmm. Because usually when I do that, he would send me, like, paragraphs of stuff. Like, I'll try this, 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 and this. So uh-huh. basically, he was like, I'll try uh, off the top of my head uh, this. And he just disappeared. And me and her, I was, at first when I saw it, I was like, nah, it's too simple. Then when I kept looking at it, I was like, it's too simple. It could work. Uh-huh. I could have, could it have been that simple? It was just right in front of our eyes and whatever. Uh-huh. I threw it over to Roya. She was like, oh my God, really? He just, we sat for five <laughs> hours and this dude just off the top. That's a songwriter for you. He's, he's crazy. No, he's so nice that he, like, he was working on, uh, uh, he was recording guitar for the, the song for Emirate, uh, Flight Emirates or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he likes to write little jingles and whatever. So while he was playing guitar, he was just singing to himself and whatever. And the people from, like, Flight Emirates are like, yo, whoa, what's that? They're like, nah, I just do jingles, whatever. And he was like, all right, do well, do what do you got? And he was like, all right. And he did it. And basically, it was supposed to be like an instrumental. And now mm. this dude, I got to hear this motherfucker's voice every time I go on the... <laughs> like, it's, well, shout it's out to him. Very that's, aggravating. That's so dope. Yeah. Man. And who else? Pico. You already know Pico. Yeah. You had Pico on your show. I heard that whole podcast. Pico. Yeah. Whole... I'm, I miss that. Fireworks. I miss Dubai. Me too, actually. <laughs> I'm in the same situation as you. Uh, yeah. But yeah, now nah, yeah, all the fellas there. Pico, Pico, been like the biggest mentor to me, to be honest, mm-hmm. musically. Like since he came to Egypt, and my music game just escalated. Just hanging out with this dude. Yeah, shout out! I I can't recall which episode. So if you are not familiar with Amps Connected, go back again. His name is Pico. Can't remember the episode, but go back and listen to that episode because it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know how it is working with Pico. Actually, when yeah. I met you, you was working with Pico. Yeah, he he's hard on you and whatever, but it's like it's for a purpose, and he cares. Yeah, yeah like he he, he just doesn't do it for the sake of doing it. Like he actually cares, and he tries to develop and uplift the people that play with him. I really respect that about him. Yeah, and also if, if we go back, we shutting all of the music venues down. Like. Facts. Facts, facts. Yo, but Pico, also the crazy shit about Pico, you know how it is. He, like, he would be calculated, and sometimes you're like, all right, fuck it, let's jam it out. You're like, uh-huh. whoa, hold up. I remember uh-huh. my first gig with you, I was uh-huh. on the drums. That's so true. And I'm not a drummer. <laughs> that was, 
was Pico's doing? They asked for an extra gig. One of the musicians wasn't around. And they're, and me and him walking through the mall, and he's trying to think it out. He's like, mm-hmm. I got it. I was like, what, what, what did you get? He's like, I'm going to play the keyboards, and you're going to play drums. I'm like, but I'm not a drummer. He was like, good enough for this gig. And By any go, means necessary. I had to go through four sets as a drummer. My first gig in Dubai as a drummer. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, oh. oh It's funny now, but back then it wasn't the best experience. Uh-huh. But you're a better musician now, so. Yeah, but yeah, I guess so. That wasn't the, the the last time he put me on drums in a gig, by the way, too. <laughs> like, so so basically what you're saying, you need to add drummer. You're a musician as a... No, 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 no. That's not... We're not doing drummer, that. Drummer, <laughs> producer, <laughs> and DJ. I, I said I played the drums. I didn't say I played it well. <laughs> uh-huh. Yusuf, we got to get out of here because... We have to, yeah. I ruined I your intro, added, added a whole No, I'm just saying, like, I could do this all day, but, like, I can't. I got some stuff to do, so it's been fun. <laughs> it's like, good. we should do this again. Maybe next time it will be, like, a group of us. I don't know. I don't know. We gotta, well, Zoom, we can do the whole conference yeah. thing, so we got to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me, you, and Pico or some shit. Maybe yeah. maybe bring some of the artists I was telling you about. I can hook yes. them up with you, and you can do an episode with them, actually. Yeah, that would be so dope. Let's do it. Let's I'm going to send you all the names, and yeah, let's get it. All right. Well, Connectors, I mean, if you haven't heard all you want to know, go, <laughs> <laughs> go connect with Yusuf on his IG um yeah and just connect with me some more go listen to some old episodes and stay connected because this will not be the last that you see of me thank you for having me again thank you this was super dope i appreciate it stay connected